Welcome back. Another episode from the Stands Podcast. Hey, we started off better that time, boys. I didn't have to, yes, we didn't. Have to hide your faces. That, that back was, is still a, hot, though, coming out. Started the intro. <laughs> well, it's a lot. Well, I like I'm just glad, you're, glad your headphones are working. Oh, Clint, Jacob, back again. Rough week. Very rough week. Uh, oh, man. I don't even know where to begin. No, we're college football fans. It was a good college football weekend. Uh, it depends right, who you right, talk to. Right? It depends where you were at. True, but it was a good, like, there was a lot of good games. It was fun to watch, so. Yeah. A good yeah, weekend for it all. It was. It was, relatively speaking. Depends on what time of the day you, you catch me, if it was good or not. I'll say I mean, much. I was good all Saturday. Clemson got a dub, you know, over the bye week. So over the bye week. Yep. It looks like it's more than as, uh, Carolina did during their bye week. <laughs> Yeah, yep. I don't know what we did during Do that. Do you want to? Because uh, we didn't. We didn't practice defense. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, let's get right into it. So me and Jacob um, decided to go to the game. Jacob was so kindly to buy me the ticket for my birthday. Appreciate you. Um, yes, so, yeah, we attended williams Bryce Stadium, 3.30 on a Saturday. Got a quick little tailgate in right before. <laughs> I don't know if I like how you're smoked, starting this. Smoked a couple cigars. Everything was going good, man. I mean, the fair was in town. It was bustling. Um, it, it it was a good time. The vibes were high, very high. Um, and even during the game, I would say the vibes were pretty high. Things were going oh, pretty yeah. well. Um, until things didn't go very well. <laughs> Clint, I know you didn't really get to watch a lot of the game, but I kept saying this during the game, and even Jacob said it before the game started about throwing the ball. There were so many times during the game where we just like didn't take a shot. So like we took, uh. We took an early kind of shot down the field. Absolutely just bombed one to Nick Harbour, who was not open, by the way. Phenomenal catch and pass interference. Then later on in the game, we were there were multiple times where either Nick Harbour singled up with no safety over top or Xavier Leggett is singled, uh, single covers, no safety help over top. And we're like not taking shots down the field. Now, I think it was like the third quarter. It was a desperate heave by Spencer over the middle of the field. Desperate heave. Again, Xavier Leggett, not open, comes down with a crazy catch. Mm-hmm. Like, why? That's working. I think our receivers are better than their DBs. We proved it multiple times. If that's working, why didn't we start taking like actual, like methodical, like thought out shots down the field um, as opposed to just waiting until we get these desperate heaves and they're working? I can't imagine if we actually just, like, yeah, the, the offensive line didn't play amazing, but they were had enough time to take a three step drop and throw one down to old uh number 17 down there so that 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 is what bothered me a lot we were able to run the ball which was good mara anderson played out of his mind um and then we had a 10 point lead with six minutes left and then i still sitting here talking to you boys (laughs) uh still don't know what quite happened to be honest and like i mentioned before we started i have blocked all of that emotion out from when the game ended until now. Thankfully, Jacob didn't let me sit there very long because everyone started leaving. I was sitting there with my fucking head down. He's like, hey, man, let's get out of here. I was like, all right, you're right. And we just left the stadium. Yep. Yeah. I haven't even thought about it until. That's, that's a good move, right too, now. Jacob, because I don't know if y'all saw, they caught some poor dude. I think it was a Colorado fan sobbing in the stands. And we can get to that in a little bit. Uh, but that, that, that was aired on national television, like on replay on ESPN. <laughs> Yeah, so, I wasn't gonna. I didn't want to be that guy. Don't I wasn't. Be that I, was, guy. I wasn't. I wasn't sobbing, but I was. It was yeah. more just shock, dude. Like it was. Yeah, 
Hey, we need to have a little bit better attitude. We're finally actually from the stands, like the podcast is. You know, we were actually sitting in the stands. So a little more positive attitude. I understand. Never go back. Yeah, I mean, so we didn't even take the score. Florida won 41-39. When we left the game, it was 41-37. to Um, I didn't even hear or recognize that the the crowd was going crazy or anything else was happening because y'all got a safety on them. I guess they were trying to waste time. At the I very did not end. know this. Did not know yeah. this until just now. Yeah. I thought I heard a roar of something, but was not aware. So wait, did they punt the ball back to us, and I didn't even know. No, well, I don't know exactly how it ended. I just see if you go like to the very end, it says safety four plays for negative thirty-one yards. Um, so they were just kneeling the ball down, and I think y'all had like enough timeouts to make them have to run backwards or something like that. They probably just ran backwards and threw it out of bounds. Or something. Yeah, exactly. So it was a safety. No, it was so, like four seconds. Yeah. So. Uh, let me let me preface this for everybody listening, which is I don't know three people who knows. But before we start recording, I'll let the boys know I had a thirteen-hour shift at my job yesterday. Saw zero football. Had to work again today, recording on Sunday, and full shift. Get home. Wife's sick as a dog. Got the kids. Uh, I, I literally caught up on highlights on two games. So it was this game and the watched game. That's okay. That's been said. The highlights I did see first off for that safety. Yeah, there was like eight seconds left or something like that. Dude takes a snap and just like starts running backwards and just runs out the end zone. So there was like three seconds left. They they punted off because it was a safety. And then we tried to do the, you know, the whole lateral thing. It lasted all of five seconds. Um, Whew, that is so, that happened and we missed that. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Okay. So. Jacob, you want to go ahead and give your take too before, or you want me? You know, it doesn't really matter. But what are you going for? Go ahead. <clears throat> so this is a little bit I saw from the 15 minutes of highlights I saw. That first half looked crazy. Like that looked like fun football. Uh, we got some players involved that haven't really been involved all year, aka Nicholas Harbor. I saw Juju involved, which Juju we've been had asking. Two tuds. We've been asking about him all year. Like, what has happened to where he was mm-hmm. playing regularly last year, and he's all been yep. MIA for most of this year. He had two tuds. Trey Knox <laughs> went off. I think Simon caught a touchdown. You're right, dude. First half, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I was like watching the highlights, and I, obviously, I already we lost, but I was like, okay, this game looked like we had we were on fire, and like it looked like we had turned a page, and. Then I watched the second half highlights and I saw a defense that looked lost. It almost looked like, looked like to me, like the, the defense looked like they wanted, it almost was like they were trying to look like they knew what they were doing, but they actually had no idea. Like they were set up and they're like in the right stances. And then when it came time to make plays, nobody was where they should be. Players were wide open. Tackling was optional. I I was like, what has happened? And this was like during the previews. I was I wanted the secondary to be kind of shut down and just give up some yards on the ground. That'd be it. I thought that was how that was going to go down. Not the case at all, obviously. Uh, at what point are we going to start like legitimately looking at coaching? Because something's off. So that that defense was not prepared. I don't know what it is. I don't know why constantly we make mediocre QBs look great. 
it is one of the most frustrating things as a Carolina Gamecock fan this year to make these QBs that really aren't that good. Now, Mertz, he's had a decent year. He's actually probably the best year he's had. Uh, but it's not he's not elite by any means. He He's just solid. No, we made him look damn good. And I'm like, why? How is this possible? Because we have athletes. So it has to be down to preparation, coaching. I would say. I, I just don't understand. And then that lasts like eight minutes, how it just slips away. And we're just like, it looked like to me, again, this is through highlights. It just looked like to me, it was like scared football, like hoping. Oh, yeah. I, we were playing not to lose when we got that ball. Yeah, right. Because we, I told Jake, I was like, we're, they just ran the ball. And I was like, all right, now obviously, obvious passing down. I forgot what we ran, some screen or dump off or something like mm. But it was weird because, like, like we got guys manning up. We're playing a lot of man that aren't man coverage. Like, Nicky Minwari is a safety, like a hard-hitting safety, play coverage, go. He's not a man-to-man. Not that he can't do it because, honestly, they target him all day, and he played phenomenal as mm. a corner. Like, he was getting pass deflections. They were letting him play, like, kind of getting who, handsy. Who was this again? Uh, Nick. Even okay, Rory, yeah, 21. Yeah. And he's a safety. He's not a corner. He's not a matchup corner. You know, like we, it's not Cam Smith from a year ago, who's like an actual, mm. or JC Horn from a two, two or three years ago. That's not his style of play. Like he obviously did it pretty well. And it's and not, not just him, but and I know Jacob will get to it about some of the, the play calling there at the end on the defensive side. But you're right, Clint. Like we, it was like we had it in the bag. We were in control. It felt like we were in control a lot of the game. And then we finally like took over and mm. we're up 10. Like I said, we're up 10 with six minutes left. And I'm like, yeah, we're good. Like we just need a couple first downs, get this clock down, and like that blocked field goal kind of felt like it was it. As I was watching the highlights, even knowing we lost the game, that blocked field goal to me was like, okay, like this that, is almost. It's and almost, another thing happened. I don't know if you saw where we we mishandled a, a extra point attempt and did not convert. So think about that. They would have had to go for two. Oh no, I saw I saw that too. I'm saying it yeah. felt like it was in in the bag for us. When oh, we blocked right. that field oh, goal. Yeah, yeah. No, momentum yeah. was, yeah, you could feel yeah. it. 100%. I was like, okay, like, Willie B's on fire. This is, okay. Bro, we got sold it. out, man. It was rocking. Yeah, bro. it was rocking. Yeah. I, and I don't want to do this whole, because all I've been hearing ever since the game is this is Mush Champ all over again. I don't think this is exactly it's the not, case. It's not, it's not, uh, that, dude. It, it's not you the can same. tell from the recruiting, it's not that the culture, it's not that at all. No, I, yeah, I agree. However, Something's wrong. Something, this doesn't add up. I get it. Beamer hasn't been there that long, but he's been there long enough to where it, things like this, I don't feel like should be happening. I don't know if this is a Clayton White issue. Uh, I mean, everybody seems like, sounds like that, that's what they think it is. Who knows? Everybody's hot I don't right know if now. It's Clayton White and Depp or the lack that, like, or, or both. But there's no reason. We got enough guys to not let that happen, especially with that quarterback. And this is like not an outlier. We we saw this for most of the year. There's been one, maybe one and a half games where our secondary has looked okay or you know halfway decent. Well, the rest of the year, when you see the two guys that killed us all game. Yeah, number uh, one and number three. Yep. yep. I'm like, this is this has been a, a problem for most of the year, and it's not just like guys are throwing dimes. They're just wide open. I mean, behind us all the time. Just, I mean, we're playing if we're playing some kind of like zone scheme. They just there's giant holes and they just go sit in them and because they're never it, it just never works yeah. out to where we can make these stops. I, uh, dude, I don't even know what to say at this point. I'm just so like, well, I will say like Graham Mertz. I, I can't say for is like Mississippi State with uh their quarterback because I think that 
the reason they scored so many and had so many yards against y'all's defense. So many breakdowns and coverage in that game. Um, they were just wide open over the top the whole time. There was definitely some breakdowns in this game, but I saw Graham Mertz kind of throwing some guys open too. He was throwing some dimes in this game. Um, and Clint, like you're saying, it's almost like Graham Mertz is not really this elite quarterback. Um, tell me, tell me uh, these this this stat line right here and who it belongs to. Uh, fourteen hundred eighty-two yards on the season, thirteen touchdowns, one pick, and then eighteen hundred ninety-seven yards, twelve touchdowns, and one pick. Who's stat line? There's two clue. quarterbacks. <laughs> one's Mertz and one's probably Drake May. Uh, Jordan Travis is fourteen hundred, and Graham Mertz is eighteen hundred. Um, he's having a just as good, if not way better, season than a uh, Heisman candidate. So, and they've had a pretty, a pretty tough schedule too. So, like he's actually been playing pretty well. I want to give him some credit, which is in turn giving credit to your defense a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong; I've been saying all year, what the hell is going on with the secondary? The secondary's got so much to work on. And I don't know, like you're saying, if it's the coaching, is the defensive coordinator's problem, or if it's just a disconnect between Beamer and something, or or what the deal is. Because y'all y'all have some guys back there, um, but it's just not working. But for especially for this game, um, I think the big reason that y'all lost this game was Florida was three or four on fourth down. Um, oh, and that that uh that on that side you just said. The only yeah. reason uh, it's three or four, not four or four. That that fourth one was that uh, safety that they intentionally ran. Yeah, right, I was one hundred percent on fourth downs. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and they all came in that fourth quarter. Uh, there, when they were down twenty-seven to thirty-seven, they had right as y'all went up, they had a fourteen-play, seventy-five-yard drive. They went for it on fourth down twice on a fourth and eleven and a fourth and one, and made both for first downs. And then that very last uh, drive to score to go up. Um, that was that fourth and 10 that, that was at their own 25. And I, JC, you can completely agree with me. I was almost grabbing your shirt and throwing it onto the field if I could and hitting Beamer in the face with it because I'm like, yo, you have no safety help on their 25. You have three timeouts. They got like two minutes to go the whole field. You have, you're just man pressing covers them. And it's like, it hasn't worked all game. First of all, second of all, I would, if this was like Madden, dude, I'd be playing probably like quarter with three freaking safeties back there. Like why have no safety help? Just, right. Just, That's where the game should have been. Put them on the sticks. Well, so and right. that's the thing is we talked about it. They did it the play before on third down. They went pressed and they blitzed him and they got to him. Okay. It worked yep. good. Well, now you know what's going to happen. And Jacob, you were saying that. Yeah, I'll give you credit. And then they ran it, and I actually I think we got a pass interference to what happened that gave them the first down, or maybe they just completed it. But I think yeah, we, I mean, they had a, we had a crucial pass interference. Didn't help. Um, non for eighty two. But no, you're right. Like just put everybody on the sticks and make make him make a play. And if they do that, cool. Because most of the game, man, we were bending, not breaking. I mean, I know I told Jacob that, and probably by halftime, their third down conversion rate was insane. But anytime they were in like third and five or less, they seemed like they got it. Third and five or less, they were getting it every single time. Mm-hmm. And then we put them in third and long. We were getting pressure on Mertz. And th- then that's when we started forcing field goals and a couple punts here and there. But you're, I'm with Jacob. Yeah, at, at the end, especially and that, obviously that last play, right? You got to have one guy at the top. And you, you have a safety help who gets there late. He shouldn't be... At that point in the game, the safety should not be behind the receiver. Like The receiver should not get by you at that point in the game and you're late to getting there. You should keep everything no. in front of you. And if they're going to score a touchdown, make them drive down the field and get a touchdown, which they hadn't they done, but they hadn't like grinded a long drive out because we've been stopping them and holding them the field goals. But no, we're gonna just like 
maybe keep a safety there who's going to get over there late to the guy who's been catching every damn pass all day. And Graham Mertz threw a beautiful pass on a rope. Mm-hmm. And literally in the entire stadium got silent. I mean, that place <clears> was rocking the whole time. They had, you could tell they had problems getting the plays some of the times, him trying to call audibles. Like, and it, I mean, the energy sucked out of the stadium, dude. It was actually, it, yeah. the, the flip of the switch, dude, was absolutely insane. I mean, like I said, me standing on the bleachers, gator chomping to me, like sitting down, like how did this turn so fast? <laughs> like, yeah, <clears throat> like literally, it makes no sense, dude. Like it was, it's worse being, it's, it's, it's way worse. Like so much fun being there until that moment. And then and it doesn't like, make sense. You don't feel this energy on the team. Y'all had four sacks compared to their two. You had eight tackles for loss compared to their six. Like your defense by the box score would be like, okay, that's not. Like you played better than theirs, but this was just a pure offensive game. And it's just like by the eye test, you can see it's just like something's not connecting with the defense here, especially that secondary. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hear what you're saying about the, the whole comparison too, with like your point is valid that Mertz's not bad. And I agree. That's why I was saying like this is what his probably his best career or season so far in his career. Yeah. I will push back a little bit. Part of what makes Jane Dales so good is that he also runs the hell out of the ball. He just, he's a playmaker. I'm not going to call Grammar a playmaker, but I see your point. He is good. We, I, I was okay giving up points. That's why I was saying, hey, just let the secondary sit back, keep everything in front of you, like y'all were just talking about. Make them earn it at least. It, I was, I don't know, man. Make the teams that we should be beating or at least should, if you're up by 10 with eight minutes left, you shouldn't be losing a game. You've shown the whole game that you're right. you're better. You should not be losing the game with up ten with just minutes left. That's a complete meltdown. Let it three of three essentially on fourth down. They, they were fourth and longs, weren't they? With like fourth and one, and the QB sneaked it. It was like fourth and yeah, ten, fourth, fourth and eleven. Yeah. I said that last one. I think we had a pass interference, and I gave him the the fifteen. So it's just like yeah. it didn't matter. Like they were converting anything anyway. It, it yeah. just. Something's, something's wrong. Something is wrong. And now, here, here's the rest schedule. What, we have what, two and four now? Yeah. Yep. Next, we have Missouri playing out of their minds right now. Yep. Yeah. And then Texas A&M. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Lost, close one to Tennessee. Uh, close one to Alabama. Close one to Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, I can't guarantee. I won't even get close to even saying that we'd be favorite. Not, I no, mean, we keep I talking about like, how good the roster is. Yeah. I mean, their secondary is not. Their A&M secondary is not great. But everything else, well, not their office isn't that great either. However, I mean, D-line, we have almost nothing uh, to in the matchups. I just don't like it gets that. So, Missouri, Texas A&M, uh, Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Clemson. So, Vanderbilt will be favored. Jacksonville State will be favored. Kentucky, so, that's four wins. Not, that's probably the only two games we'll be favored in. I, so I remember saying last podcast, this Florida game was one you almost had to have. So, find two more outside of Vanderbilt and Jacksonville. Or Jacksonville yeah. State. Between Missouri, Texas A&M, Kentucky, and Clemson, we need two. The I mean, only good thing they're all, is... They're all beatable, but it's like we can't do Florida was what beatable. we just did. Yeah. I yeah. St- we, we... Look, dude, like, I, in my head, I'm like, we should be three and three right now. Dude, your offense can hang with any of these teams. Like, easy. Mm. But the problem yeah, is... now defense. we finally got balance. With Mario Anderson playing out of his mind, catching that ball off the backfield, hurdling that guy, running the ball. I mean, like, like Clint was saying, other people making plays. Trey Knox is a big target over the middle of the field. Rat like Rattler played well, dude. Honest, the other thing too, Clinton that made me mad was we had forty seven seconds left, three timeouts. Can't get a chunk play. Then we heave one up with twenty nine seconds, a desperate play. I saw that. Like we, we didn't need that yet. We and saw twenty nine. We saw twenty nine yeah. seconds, and still, I, I don't even know if we'd call a timeout at that point. I don't think we did because we got 
incompletion. The carry on caught one out the backfield and got out of bounds. Mm. So yeah, so yeah, because you said we caught all three timeouts at the end. Yeah, so we still had all our timeouts left. Twenty nine seconds. You need a twenty five, you know, a twenty yard play, another twenty yard play. At least give you get like, you know, forty yards going in is a is not a hail mary. You can ma- actually mm. make a make a play, make a throw, yeah. and have a chance. You know, get a pass interference, get a penalty, do something. So I actually thought we could get down there and like have a chance at it, and then you just heave one up for what? Like we, it's not even necessary then. Yeah, that was yeah. too early. I was I was saying like get to the fifty, then you have a fifty yard. Uh, Hail Mary we could have got to possibly in the game. Past that because and we, I would, uh, didn't we didn't we get the ball? Oh no, they kicked off from the fifty. We had that penalty. So yeah, yeah that we, penalty. We, we, like, <clears throat> we were like I said, y'all were on like your thirty or something like that when he threw that Hail Mary and it was it was a pick. Like just get 20, 30 more yards and then like you're good to throw that Hail Mary at the end. And then I over y'all's receivers over Florida's corners down there on a Hail Mary, dude. Nick Harbor, I could tell from the freaking second deck was so much bigger and so much stronger, so much faster than every other corner they had. You could easily see that from up high. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I trust Nick Harbor, who only got that one catch. Like, why are you not trying to force feed him anymore? I know he's mm-hmm. still trying to learn the playbook, but he had that one good catch for 45 yards. Like, give him some more run, and then Xavier Leggett's better than anybody out there. Like, give both of those guys a, a chance on a Hail Mary. Yeah, like, Rattler should not have thrown that. Yeah, it's frustrating, dude. Very frustrating. Yep. Oh, good job, Florida. Good job, Graham Mertz, man. I don't, you know, I, obviously we're Gamecock fans, at least the two of us. Uh, that's that's impressive. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to to be in a stadium like that, and because it, it gets loud, and for Graham Mertz to keep his composure, and Florida was able to, you know, put something together and you know take advantage of a, a secondary that and a defense as 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 a whole that just was not performing that second half. Yep. Good on that, man. That's it, this felt like such a pivotal game for both of these teams. Yep. Uh to kind of set the narrative for the rest of the season. And God, it sucks to be on the loser side of it. Cause like I just said, like we may not even be bowling uh yeah. after this loss. So And it's setting up perfectly for Florida, <laughs> honestly, not to randomly else pray at all, but they got Georgia next week. Um, I think they got them. Yeah, they're at home. Georgia's going to the swamp at three thirty next week. So or on the twenty eighth actually. So they should got their Jack- bye week. Should be, should be Jacksonville. Oh, it's in Jacksonville. Neutral okay. site unless they change it. I know and they talked about changing it. Look at the SEC East like standings. They're second right behind Georgia. So like that, if they somehow pull that out against Georgia, like Florida could kind of come out of nowhere. Did they have the spread yet for that one? Or ESPN? Uh, let me check real quick. Or whoever. I doubt it would have been two weeks out. Oh, they have a bye week? Yeah, there's a bye week. Uh, there's no, yeah. But it is in Jacksonville. Good call there, JC. Oh, but, man. All right. Well, speaking, speaking of Georgia. Of Georgia. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to uh, the top 25 slate from the weekend. Yeah, besides that game. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, dude. Like, All right, let's, let's talk about the teams that won, I guess. Dude, yeah. uh, the way that Clint's like, dude, just, I'm, I'm so tired it, from the weekend. It's like, that's the Gamecock fan right there. Just dude, that, uh, Well, that's what right, sucks, man. Like, otherwise, week. it was like, the one of the more fun weekends I've had in a while, and like okay. that just like put such a damper. And, and like this is what's crazy is like we could still go and beat one of these other teams that we shouldn't even be like. That's what's gonna with. happen. That's what's gonna happen. We're gonna and, like we're and gonna we'll be doing Missouri the same thing we did at the end of last year. Going, hey, if we'd play like this all season, Jesus, we're gonna be five wins. We're gonna host Clemson and beat them by twenty. Jacob's gonna no, you're be not. doing the same thing I'm doing right now. Mm. No, you're not. I'm gonna be a hell of more drunk going into that game than I was against the Florida game. But, I wouldn't. Uh, if I were you, I'd be sober and alert. I'd be ready to nope. 
See what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's move on. Georgia, Vandy. Vandy covered, man. 37-20 Georgia win. Uh, I know, uh, did you guys hear any update on Bowers? I saw he went out. Uh, no, that's what I was before. Uh, I don't know if they tried to bring him back in or they're just being kind of cautious with him. Um, but yeah, obviously, excuse me, a lot of these games going on while we were at the game, so not able to actually watch these other than just keeping up with the stores. But yeah, 37-20 Vandy. I don't know if this says anything about, I mean, we've said this multiple times on here, like, look, you're going to, you're going to have a conference game where you don't cover the spread, even in a team like this where you think they should have beat them by 30, you know, 30, 40 points. Um, I don't know if anybody on, yeah, Georgia didn't give anybody else playing time, at least at the quarterback position. So um, it wasn't one of those. They, uh, you know, they took Beck out or anything, but they did run for 291 yards of the team. So they handled, handled the trenches, I'd say. Oh yeah, and this was a, a big, a big surprise. I think because everybody, when we saw that spread, we were like, "Yep, Georgia." After what they did last week, yeah, they'll they'll go in Vandy and with their half a stadium, and they'll they'll trounce these kids. But honestly, Vandy's offense is better than it's probably ever been. So we we should have thought about that honestly. Um, but Carson Beck still, I mean, this Georgia team, the offense, like I'm surprised to see like offensive rankings this year. Georgia's like top ten. And that shouldn't be a surprise because they have freaking five stars everywhere. But like we're so used to them, you know, being so good with uh, their previous quarterback, and now they have Carson Beck. We're like, ah, we're not, how good is he really and stuff? But he's just kind of slid right in there, and and just they put up an easy thirty-seven, like you said, five hundred and fifty uh, fifty-two yards total yards for the game. Um, just completely murdered Vandy, but still Vandy, like just kind of snuck in there and just backdoor cover. I mean, thirty-one's a lot to cover, but um. <clears throat> Good for Vandy, man. Yeah. yeah. Congrats on the loss. Yeah. Congrats on all the hey, losing They're happy there about 17. that. <laughs> yeah. The, I wish I could be happy right now about losing. Um, if I'm ever happy about losing by 17, d- just tell it's me. It's a dark I'm just going to yeah. stop watching football. <laughs> Holy um, cow. But yeah, to, to your point, Jacob, about Carson Beck, you know, we talked before, like, one year transitioning from, you know, the bus driver. Uh, or no, the mailman, sorry, with um, Stetson Bennett, just the crazy legacy that he left. Mm-hmm. But we, we were saying, like, really, if Carson Beck was on any other team, just about, we'd be like, yeah, that's a really good quarterback. Like, he's doing really well. I think it's just we've held him such a high standard. You're right. Like, they are sneaky, like, decent on offense. Uh, yeah. Like, they're okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to pump <laughs> I mean, them up yeah, too they, much. Their offensive uh, coordinator takes them down a few notches. They lost in like 40 games or something like that. Uh, <laughs> this uh, Bowers thing. This that He kind of, uh, they go into a bye week, right? Yeah. Uh, they, yeah, Florida and Georgia both have byes going into that game. They got, because we've seen, <clears throat> I mean, Carson Bay is good, but half the reason, or at least a good portion of the reason he's good is because he's had one of the most freakish athletes uh, on his team to throw to to bail him out in a lot of situations. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see moving forward. Hopefully, obviously, the injury is not too too crazy. He's able to you know heal through the bye week and stuff. But he, he's not there for Florida and subsequently the rest of the season or you know any any amount of games. That's going to be something you need to watch out for to see how they're able to uh, maneuver not having uh, their you know ace in the hole bailing them out all the time. So. I'm about to say, I mean, the biggest, most dependable safety net out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That I, I don't know exactly. Like I said, I don't know if he was able to come back in or they just took him out and 
didn't put it back in just since they were playing Vandy. So time will tell. Um, yeah. the next these next few ended up not being games. Um, the top four teams, um, which I believe stayed the same in the AP rankings that came out earlier today. Michigan beats up on Indiana fifty-two to seven. Michigan's just rolling, man. And honestly, not a lot of people are talking about them. Like as far as like the national media goes, it seemed like. Ohio State's been in the conversation with some of the games they played, obviously Georgia because of their high expectations. And Michigan's probably just sitting right where they're at, number two. No one's talking about them. You know, they're just doing their thing. So shout out to Michigan for another another huge win, man. One of the top offenses in the country. So I think they have, uh, is it Penn State they got next weekend? Uh, no, it's Penn State's at Ohio State next weekend. Oh, okay. My gosh, at Ohio State. Okay. I know there's some big yep. games, Big Ten coming up. So, um, But yeah, you guys got anything on Michigan, man? Just, uh, you know, an- another week they're just killing their opponents. Nope, just yet again giving up seven points, and that's it. Like that's insane. That's got to be close to some kind of record. What is their defense ranked? At? I need to look that up, man. They for that year, ridiculous. Five, yeah. And listen, talk about you know some players that might go a little underrated. I think JJ McCarthy's Heisman odds are just steady creeping. I was gonna I, say, has he? I, it's funny dude, now that you say that. Like any top five list I've seen, I feel like does not have his name on it. No, I right? think he started like, the year like to the odds were like. Uh, one out of hundred or whatever. Uh, and now it's like, like ten to one or whatever. Like he's, he's steadily going on. Like literally, I think it's ten to one now. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, they're so, giving up six point seven points per game, which is first in the nation. So best defense in the nation. I mean, not that they had the toughest schedule, but still. Yeah. I mean, really good teams slip up all the time. <laughs> they're not. I mean, not only they're not slipping up, they. They, they're not even like acting like they're going to slip up. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. And they get like Michigan State used to be a problem for them because it's a rivalry game. And then now the, Michigan State is who they got next week. And that's not going to be a game that they got Purdue. Mm-mm. But it's oh, at Penn State after that, then at Maryland, then home to Ohio State. So I don't know if Michigan State is going to be a school in the next year. <laughs> to be honest. The controversies right. they've had. Sorry, Sparty. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, they've had some weird allegations the past they have, few yeah. years. Oh, man. All right. Speaking of only giving up seven points, Ohio State taking on Purdue. Buckeyes win 41-7. Um, seems like the offense is just steady clicking now. Um, ever since that you know, that Notre Dame game, they're steady rolling. Um, not much to say on that. Definitely not a game I was able to catch. Again, you know, not being in front of a TV. Uh, Jacob, you got anything on that one? No, I mean, Kyle McCord, same as Carson Beck, just kind of sliding into a, a nice position mm-hmm. where 276 and three touchdowns. Um, it's kind of quietly just making his way and nobody's talking about him, but just a sleepwalk of a day from Marvin Harrison, six receptions, 105 yards and touchdown, just easy money there, but it's, yeah. it's Purdue. So dude, I mean, this past, what we're going to get to the Washington, Oregon game is probably the game of the year. And we say, I feel like we say that every week cause it's recency bias, but yeah, we mm-hmm. keep having it. We keep having it. No, keep, I think it's, it's real. We keep year. having the, the most, like the best exactly. game of the year every week. But this Ohio State uh Michigan game at the end of the year. I mean, you throw Penn State in there too, but like, you know, it's always good at the end of the year with Ohio State Michigan, but this year, I mean, I'll be daggum. These defenses it's either going to be a 7 to 10 game or they're the defense the offenses are going to take off at the end of the year and it's going to be 45 to 42 with still good defensive plays kind of like that again Oregon Washington game. So, it, we got so many good games to look forward to. Yeah, what's scary too is uh, I'm pretty sure Ohio State has several injuries on the offensive side of that ball. I was looking into it, I think last week. They they've got a good bit of injuries. Once all that comes back, I mean, it it 
Michigan actually might need to, to be worried. So, you know, we'll see how this plays out for the rest of the year up until that last game. But yeah, man, big win for them. Yeah, so they had a running back that I guess would, I guess has missed every game this season. And I guess he had a, a Dallas, or I'm sorry, Dallin Hayden, I guess had some type of setback or something where he wasn't even able to play mm-hmm. um, after waiting. So, but hey, look, you got Marvin Harrison Jr. He counts for about two or three guys on the offensive side. So they'll still be all right as long as they, they got somebody throwing to him. Uh, all right, move on to the ACC. Um, look, like I said, these top four teams absolutely dominated. Um, I guess maybe besides Georgia, but forty-one to three, Florida State beat Syracuse. Um, I know a game that we were kind of maybe not high on Syracuse, but look, if you watch their offense, like Schrader's a guy that that can make plays. He's kind of the only one, unfortunately. Um, I didn't necessarily see it, seeing it being this dominant from Florida State, but um, when when the AP rankings came out today, I'm like. Man, I'm kind of surprised that maybe Washington jumped them based on who they played. But I guess when you're sitting at four and you beat a team by by that many points, that maybe you should stay where you're at. So, Clint, what do you think about this game? I know we had we had some discussions on Syracuse and how they've been playing recently. Did this surprise you with how Florida State came and just dominated um, Syracuse? Uh, surprised, no, but re- literally only because of what happened last week. Syracuse is kind of doing the same thing that they did last year, where they started hot and then they absolutely fall apart the second half of the season for whatever reason. Um, yeah, Schrader did not have a good game. Uh, I, I for some reason, at least in my head, I feel like we kind of knock Florida State. Like we're always like kind of like bumping them down in our own mental rankings. They're six and zero, oh, and they're still they're still win- like they're. They're really oh, good. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying with like, oh. the media, that right? Like when, when, you, <laughs> when you don't hear them get talked about for a while, and then when Clemson plays them real close, yeah. close and there's not drama going on, like you kind of forget about them, slip on the radar. That's why I was like, why isn't Washington ahead of them? But yeah, I mean, and that's, I think maybe that's part of the problem, just because maybe they're not, well, they're not. They're not at quite as flashy as Washington and Oregon. Pac 12 is crazy this year. We've got, you know, the Texas Oklahoma game was wild. Oklahoma's kind of balling right now. Obviously, Michigan, Ohio State's doing their thing. Georgia's still undefeated. And then you look at Florida State, like in my head, I'm just like, well, you know, whatever. Oh, 6 0. And they absolutely destroyed, you know, a conference opponent. Uh, yeah. One that's been pretty good for the first half of the year. So, and, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they yeah, are still ranked fourth the, in the in the nation too. So I know that's why I said it like mentally. Like I feel like, yeah, it, especially yeah. when I talk to other people too, they're like, it just seems like we bump them down for some reason. Uh, but no, I mean, they had two close games. I mean, they only lost to Clemson by a touchdown, and then they had that Boston College game, which was you know by one field goal. So we probably took them down because of that, because they weren't super dominant in those games, especially and the they Boston just stayed College down, game. Yeah. And they just kind of yeah stayed down. So, yeah. but Did yeah, the, uh, I was Coleman's catch. It was like a one-handed catch. I heard about it. Dude, top five catch of the year, I would say. Yeah. That's Man, crazy. If only he was in orange or purple. Be a different That's season. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he could yeah. kick field goals, too. That's yeah. so crazy. Damn. Dude, I, can. What did JC say? Hurt people, hurt people. I'm I'm sorry. I'm lashing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. It, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Look. <laughs> At the the last uh, game of the season, Jacob will be hurt, and he can no. put it on us. <laughs> no, I, look, I, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna, Dude, I'm gonna I hope give, y'all I'm gonna are give, sitting uh, Jacob, there five wins, and let, like let we me just get, destroy y'all, and like you can't go bowling. Actually, me, that would hurt me, so bad. That would. No, honestly, I'll go. I'll go bowling. I'll just go down the street and go bowling myself. <laughs> but I will give a shout out to Jacob. Look, Jacob came in the enemy territory. Willie B doing a jersey for your boy, and was Don't cheering just that. as loud as oh. anyone else. I'm just. 
No, I'm. All I wasn't trying. No, I was. I wasn't even gonna say anything. I wasn't. But I was. I just realized I was like coming at you a little bit, and I had to take it back because I appreciate the <laughs> way you were Saturday. Beside so, the jersey, no. man. Yeah, yeah. It's like a back and a comeback. My bad. Thanks, I should, maybe man, I shouldn't have brought the jersey part. My of colors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Forget the jersey part. <laughs> you were out there yelling, yeah, yeah. yelling and screaming with me, letting me do my Gator Trump. You know, like in there in the trenches with me. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude. I mean, it just seriously, fuck Florida. But like, yeah, 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 exactly. That's all yeah, I need. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I just want the state of South Carolina, whoever it is, coastal. I'll fucking go cheer for coastal. I don't care. Like, I like local teams until Clemson can beat them both. So, you know. Well, before this Florida State game, I was surprised that it was this bad. But this is what I thought Garrett Schrader was going into the year. Like. <clears throat> He was he started off the year so hot and it kind of came like out of nowhere and he had that super like nice sleight of hand replay we saw earlier in the season like he looked like he was just swaggering all over the place and then they've had a real rough schedule playing Florida State North Carolina and Clemson the past like three weeks but um, this is what I thought Garrett Schrader was and it it showed down in uh, Tallahassee so not much more to say than that yeah no I, <clears throat> I hear you on that one, man. Um, <laughs> this next one be quick, man. Penn State <laughs> made a light work out of the Minutemen out of Massachusetts, mm. sixty-three to zero. Uh, they 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 started off a little slower. Um, but they also took two punts back for a touchdown because I I know at one point during the game, me and Jacob were looking at the stats, right? Well, the stats are the the uh, stats aren't super crazy. Um, and they come to find out that yeah, two special team touchdowns will do that. Uh, Massachusetts played two quarterbacks who threw for a combined 45 yards. Hell yeah. Uh, and that was yeah. actually the old, um, the old Clemson I was say, that, quarterback. That's a Clemson kid, right? Yeah. yeah I always even... knew after Yui Youngle, they had a crazy dude with like a Taysan crazy name. Pamamovich or something is what I'm going to give you. I never could pronounce his name. Just like I almost never could pronounce DJ's name. Um, but yeah, he's playing up there. He had seven, and this is all sack yards, but seven for negative 40 rushing. So. Yeah. That's yeah. You want to Sorry, go ahead, Jacob. Oh, well, I was just going to say real quick before we moved on is I guess because they didn't score 70, they don't get to keep their sixth, you know, ranking. Like they, they got bumped down to seventh in the AP poll. No, they, they did not. Yeah. They, they won 63 to nothing oh, as you Oh, my God. The spread was 43 and a half, and they covered it by a good of like 20, almost 20 points. And then they get bumped down to seven. So, so that works it perfectly what I was about to say because. <laughs> I, I didn't know they bumped out. I thought they stayed the same for some reason. I was just nope. about to say they are the byproduct of all these other loud teams being loud. This is their season so far. They've won. I'm not going to give you the teams they play just because I don't feel like talking that much, but this is the games. 38-15 win. 63-7 win. 30-13 win. 31 nothing win. 41-13 win. 63 nothing win. That That's a dominated season so far, and they get bumped down. That's insane. So, to an so Oklahoma guess, team that took six, who was on the bye week, so like, but so that's yeah, that's what that's 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 what I don't get. To me, like Washington should have jumped. Washington should have jumped Penn State for sure after that win. But if you're in a bye week, you're gonna get jumped, and they're fine. Like that's not any <laughs> knock on Oklahoma, whoever's sitting there. But if you're in a bye week and you beat a team, I don't care if Penn State beat anybody. I think you should. I don't know. May, maybe yeah, sixty-three to zero. Like damn, give them a little credit yep. or something. No, I get I mean, it. They the, the thing played, about Penn State, they played almost nobody. Like, not Still, you know, not good teams. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, JC. What were you gonna say? No, no, you're good. I was gonna say like they're not gonna be that mad because they're gonna have plenty of opportunities. To, they're playing ranked teams, so like, it's including not next world. week, right? But nobody, right. 
expects to win 63 nothing and lose a spot in and, the rankings. That is yeah. nuts. I do yeah. agree that Washington should jump up. That, that was a big one. But. And they did. Washington, we'll, we'll get to them now, but they yeah. jumped up the fifth. Yeah, let's get right into it. Um, I would say undoubtedly, definitely game of the year. Somehow I had service. So, Clint, you know, when you're walking up to where we normally sit, uh, we normally sit try like midfield, the kind mm. of upper deck area. You gotta take that long winding ramp down, right? Man, I was so pumped. I told Jacob, I'm gonna be gator chomping all the way down this ramp. Can't wait for it. Yeah, what dude. was I doing? Fighting back tears watching Washington, Oregon down the ramp. So we're <laughs> holding our phone up, you know, fighting the crowd, making sure we're not running the trash cans and stuff. Like I'm giving Jacob play by play so he can you know, walk me to where we're going, trying yeah. to find the car and stuff. But uh, yes, yeah, so we actually able to pull this game up, catch the last uh, little bit, some controversy on some play calling Oregon's way, maybe almost worked out for him. End up missing the field goal. Um, crazy game. Uh, hit the under, lo- lower scoring than I thought. Um, like I, if you would have asked me going into the game, who's going to score more points, Florida, South Carolina, or Oregon, Washington? I would have been like, <laughs> bear shit in the woods. Like that's an easy answer. Um, but obviously, we'd be wrong on that end. Mm. But uh. Yeah, Jacob, I'll go with you first. How, like, what does this game one mean for your boy Penix? What does it do to Oregon, if anything, going forward? Obviously, only three point loss. They, I think, they only dropped one spot, which I think we kind of talked about. They definitely shouldn't drop more than that, if not stay the same, just based on yeah. how how the game ended. But I'll get your thoughts on that. Well, uh, this like like we we're saying is kind of game of the year, and like you're talking about for is um my boy Penix Junior. Uh, said it right this time. He, uh, this, I don't want to say this solidifies him as like a guaranteed winner of the Heisman or anything like that because there's still a lot of football. Gotta be, he's in first by Mm -hmm. a a decent amount now, I would say, especially with Caleb Williams throwing three picks and stuff. Like, um, don't get me wrong, Bo Nix played damn good too. Um, but Penning Jr., right, like I said, is probably the number one. And, and I think honestly, this could, barring injury, guarantees him at least a trip to the Heisman ceremony. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Like, I, 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 he was my pick before the season. He's still my pick. And I obviously, after this, I think he is the favorite by a lot. Um, but this was an exciting game, just no matter who was playing quarterback. Uh, 956 total yards. There were seven lead changes. Um, it was just ridiculous. Uh, and like I said, Oregon played really well, too. They were 10 of 16 on third down. Um, they, but they, when it came down to it, they weren't kind of clutch enough. Um, they had three drives that reached the, the Washington 25 yard line when they got zero points from those three drives. Um, right. they were over mm. three on fourth down and two of those were in the red zone. And so they just turned over on downs. Um, Clint, one of your favorite things to do is to read the, uh, the drive summary, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could read that and it's just like, there's there's a little bit more in there with uh, Oregon than there was with Washington. That that was basically the the turning point of the game. Um, but for Washington, I mean, Penix played out of his mind, played the game of the year. Odunzi is like a probably a lock in the first round for his wide receivers goes in the draft. Probably the best wide receiver coming out besides Marvin Harrison Jr. in my mind. I'll probably forget somebody, but this dude's playing out of his mind. Um, but this was the first game of the year that also Washington had a 100-yard rusher too. So what a time for that to happen. Um, that all that combined is why they won by three. Now, everybody turns around and says, "Hey, this game will happen again." It very well could, especially with USC not looking too hot. Um, 
but at this game, it could easily go Oregon's way in that game. Um, because like I said, Oregon was with all those mistakes and stuff, like they were right there at the very mm-hmm. end. And well, they, they missed a field goal, with like a minute left to go to tie it, I think, or something yeah. like that. It was, like, I don't, maybe it was I don't the think of, it was the game that far of a field goal. It's pretty straight away, if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I yep. thought it was going in overtime for sure. It was a 43 yarder at the end of the game and he missed mm-hmm. it. So just going overtime. So I mean, this is going to be a hell of a game to watch again. Yeah, first off, that, that game deserved overtime. Uh, yeah, I, seriously. I rewatched a lot of the highlights, like the, like the full game highlights, like 20 minutes, you know, where they condense everything. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, this was a balling game. This thing deserved some overtime drama, too. Um, and I'm not even, like, down on Oregon. Like, we talked about their defense and stuff being really good. I still think their defense is really good. They just... Dude, they're playing the best quarterback in the nation right now. At least he's playing like them. <laughs> and who has a, at least a couple NFL receivers to throw to, future NFL receivers. Uh, I Did y'all, I know y'all, you're kind of like watching your phone and stuff. Y- y'all watch Penix throw, right? That dude. Ropes. Yeah. I don't even understand how he makes some of these throws. Perfect it, they spiral. look so pure. Yep. I am like, just fanboying over here. And this is saying a lot. Welcome to the club. I know, right? Like, where's my tramp stamp? I, uh, I, this is saying a lot too, because uh, Jacob, you probably remember like in the season preview, I was like, eh, Penix, whatever, man. He's not that good. Pac-12 BS, whatever. And you're like, oh, well, he's pretty good. No, yeah, you were right, dude. The guy is absolutely a G. Again, now, when you have great talent to throw to, it can make you look a little better, but nah, dude, he's actually that good. But, dude, um, the, those two throws he made, like, that was a controversy me and Jacob were talking about. Oregon had the ball, like, fourth and three, a few minutes left. And at the 50-yard line, they were up. They don't punt. They go for it. They don't get it. So now we're like, oh, well, they're going to give Washington the ball, like, you know, right there, mm-hmm. you know, two two throws, they're in the end zone. I'm yeah. like, okay. But then Oregon goes down and scores, I believe. I'm getting the the timeline correct. And then Washington scores again. And then Oregon has a chance to go down and tie it. But, dude, it, it was like we were watching it. I mean, we had a 20-minute walk from the end of the game to the car. But then 20 minutes, there were like three touchdowns scored. Penix threw two. And two, like it was insane yeah. how fast it happened. I was like, oh, bro, he already scored. Like one throw. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, yep. just on a rope. It, it was crazy too. Is like Bo Nix balled out too. Like if right, right. The only reason we're not talking about him right now is because he 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 played against Penix. Like if right, this, yeah. he's playing some other team, they'd have won. We'd be talking about how Bo Nix is balling right now, which he That's is. He's right there with the Heisman uh, guys too. Because like you look at the team stats, Oregon had 130 more yards than Washington did. Yeah, like so Oregon's defense kind of clamped them down a little bit, but like right. it just wasn't enough. Oh man, when you got when you got ballers, it, oh man, that that's such a fun. Game. I wish, oh, yeah. dude, yesterday sucked so bad for me. I wish I could have seen some of this football game with a beer in my hand. Uh, oh yeah, live. Uh, and yeah, dude, like Clint, you said, for, Jacob, his, for his like transfer portal stuff, dude. Like, I know you're Mister Transfer Portal. This is kind of like everybody talked about, like Colorado and uh, mm-hmm. was like SC or something like that. Was like the transfer game or whatever. Like this one, Bo Nix played three years at uh, Auburn. And then Michael Penix, if you remember, he played four or it was on the team for four years at Indiana. Mm. And this is his second season in Washington. Like these two dudes, you talk about transfer portal, lit a fire under them as they moved out west. <clears throat> I think uh, there was a somebody came out with it a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. Like the top 10 in the standings for Heisman odds were all transfer quarterbacks. I don't know if that's still the case this week, like as of this week, but this was like a couple weeks ago. And they were like, 
almost all of the no uh, you could you Heisman could name, favorites for quarterbacks were all transfers because if you think Caleb Williams it does not order just, just who I remember Caleb Williams Quinn Ewers transfer Dylan Gabriel mm. Penix Knicks mm. uh, who else would be I mean Rattler when he was you know before these past transfer. couple games he was yeah transfer well uh, one that's not is Drake May and I, I don't know his no he's a transfer uh, did oh, he, he not I don't know I don't know. I almost paused I almost paused like he was at Alabama and transferred to North Carolina and then uh, Florida State, Jordan Travis, maybe. I don't remember about him either, but there's a uh, lot. Jordan Travis did, I believe, come from somewhere else as well. Yeah, Louisville. Yeah. That's wild. Uh, so I don't, I know Drake may have committed Alabama. Let me see if he actually like played there. Uh, or I say played. Okay, never mind. He, maybe he was just committed to Alabama and then flipped. Uh, yep. Yeah, that, that might have been it. Okay, so maybe besides Drake May. Um, then you just bought everybody else, which is kind of crazy. That is crazy. Like I said, Washington, especially if they can start running the ball at all, because that's been their weak weak point, and that's not their so weak point because they're six and zero, and probably the best offense in the nation behind Oregon, um, because Oregon still ran for two hundred yards in this game. Um, but yeah, they had their first hundred yard rusher, Dylan Johnson. So get get some of that going. This this team's playoff bound. Yeah. No oh, Jaden Daniels. That's another transfer to LSU. Oh, there you go. Yep. It's crazy. Shoot, but yeah, like, Jacob, like you said earlier, man, if these teams play 10 times, they probably split five and five. That's, yep. Man, that's going to be fun to watch again. I was going to say, yeah, I think uh, more than likely we'll see it again. We'll see what USC mm-hmm. does. Speaking of USC, I mean, I wouldn't say this game made me happy, but like, it's <laughs> been a lot of, a lot of USC talk, a lot of Caleb Williams, uh, a lot of this, a lot of that. And uh, Notre Dame coming off, you know, tough loss to Ohio State. Then uh, the crazy game versus Duke. You know, we talked about them being just exhausted and all that stuff. Um, man, just come on, dominate USC 48 to 20. I was able to catch kind of the end of this, and I was kind of skip ahead in the game. But USC had scored, uh, might have been fourth quarter. They scored, maybe trying to get some momentum, a couple scores back, maybe trying <clears> to flip <throat> the script again. And uh, ensuing kickoff, Notre Dame takes it back to the house 99 yards and just like takes all the momentum away. It just yeah. seemed like. For whatever USC gave Notre Dame, they had an answer right back, um, which USC you know hasn't had. This might be the first game that Caleb Williams throws for less than 200 yards, and then he also throws three picks, which is crazy. We talked about them not playing maybe a lot of defenses, but three picks last year in total. Wow, through three <laughs> in one half. Did y'all go. see the picks? I did not. Uh, I saw, I saw one of them that so. On my way back, on my way back from the game, I stopped and uh, met up with my buddy. We played some pool and watched the game. So mm. I, 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 I caught one she of did. I really just wanted to play pool. And I was you got a buddy everywhere too. You're like my buddy, dude. We could be in the middle of Wyoming and you'd be like, "Hey, my buddy's over here. You want to go?" <laughs> he go was at the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him at the oh, Carolina yeah. game. He's in Wyoming, yeah. Jersey. Got his uh, got his number. <laughs> Freaking buddies, so I'm never out there. Friendly guy I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the picks. I mean, it was Somerville. I know a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they made they made Caleb Williams look goofy. They made him look scared and silly. Like, it, I, like I was honestly surprised. Obviously. Um, now, all of us were in agreement, I believe, that th- this was going to happen. Th- that, that this USC defense was going to write checks that USC's offense wasn't going to be able to cash. We said... Caleb Williams can put the team on his back. 
but will he be able to every single week? Well, guess what? He wasn't able to do it. Look what happened. He just got smacked. I mean, Notre Dame's still good. It's not like they lost to, you know, Phoenix or, you know, some random, you know, school of the arts team. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be this game, though. Like, no, no yeah, it's like one thing. It's one thing for Notre Dame to win. Still a little surprising. From the win, this dominant man, like, they made crazy. Caleb look scared. It literally go watch yeah. the picks again. He's like running and like almost like jump passing and doing these weird things. And you're like, this is the quarterback that's been balling this whole year. This like it was odd. Notre Dame this, props to them, man. Yeah, this is the terrible time for him too, because this is where their schedule really starts. I know they played mm-hmm. Arizona, right? But like the back half of their schedule is where it starts. So this is very worrisome for for them. Um, but as far as this game, dude, five turnovers and they had two uh, turnovers on downs. Uh, oh, I just wanted, bro, I forgot about those two. Sorry, I just forgot about those two turnovers right at the end. Of the no, game. I, want to, I want to do two things for you. Strip that. Defensive stats right. from Notre Dame: six sacks. 11 tackles for a loss in this game. USC, mm-hmm. zero sacks, one tackle for a loss. That tells pass. you that like, USC's defense is like FCS level, honestly. We, South Carolina we, we'll might say have like a better that. defense. They say it like that. Um, and Clint, I'm, I'm going to do this for you because, again, like I said earlier, you love the play-by-play. Um, this is yeah, USC's man. drive summary for the game. Give interception, punt, field goal, downs, interception, Field goal in a half. It's a hell of a half. <laughs> Three points. That sucks. Yeah. Punt, touchdown, punt, touchdown, downs, fumble, touchdown. That was for Notre Dame. For Notre Dame. ESPN freaks us up and then fumble and then end of the game. Dude. Like, that's not a Heisman level play. Like, that's not a Heisman level team. That's not a playoff level team. Like, nothing. And pro- dude, props to Notre Dame, too. They they look like they had a plan, and they're like, "We're just gonna do. Yep. We're gonna play Notre Dame yep. football. Let's see let's see what you do about it." USC showed up like they were just like, almost like their plan was, "We're just gonna out talent you guys." Like no real plan, punch them in for anything. Yeah, more uh, physical, and it ended up getting them embarrassed. Props to Notre Dame, not just because they won this game, but because how it came into this game. I mean, Notre Dame was down; they lost a few games, so they were you know on this roller coaster of emotions. Props to them for being able to get back up and. You know, be I, yeah. We talk crap about USC, but they were still ranked really high. Uh, that, that's that's that was awesome. That was that was cool to watch, man. Yeah, that's, that's a good game. For and them. I personally, as a Clemson fan, because I know we have them in like a couple weeks at Clemson, I don't know if this game makes me more scared of Notre Dame or not because this just kind of proves what USC is. Like Notre Dame is good to see them turn around and win another one. I guess, like mm-hmm. for our sake, for like schedule wise, and then like, hey, they are still Notre Dame. They're not just coming crashing down. Like, I, it doesn't really make me more scared of Notre Dame, though. I Because USC is just, like, not, not And Notre there. Dame's offense isn't that great. I mean, it's okay, but that's about it. It's okay. It like, started you off look great. At, you look but at yeah. that, 40, that, that 48 number, I mean, we talked about the turnovers and, and the fumble scores and stuff like that. That, that score is not indicative of how that offense was right. playing. They had a lot of short short yardage situations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, short field situations, rather. So not uh, that's not to take anything away, but uh, yeah, I agree with you that it's not like you're suddenly scared that Notre Dame's going to absolutely destroy you. No, I think you probably expected this to a point. So, yep. <clears throat> well, if they keep playing defense like that, you know if their offense is. That's the thing. If their offense scores twenty-one points a game, they're probably going to be in just about every single game, and then they, you know, maybe an outlier this time, just going off. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was kind of funny, man. At the end that. 
strip sack, touched or whatever that fumble was, touchdown, and then do it again back to back. Shout out number zero Notre Dame man, all all over the field making plays. Um, all right, let's let's move on to to the SEC. Number eleven ranked Alabama taking on Arkansas. For the most part, Alabama had this um, under control for most of the game, and then Arkansas seemed to kind of come on late. Um, Bama wins twenty four twenty one. It was just funny. Uh, I, I saw the clip of Nick Saban. If you guys saw the highlight of KJ Jefferson in the pocket, um, Alabama yeah. brought a brought like a corner or safety blitz um, off his uh, off the right side. So like Jefferson sees him coming, he hits Jefferson. Jefferson shakes him off to his left, pretty much throws him away, rolls to his right, and then I don't know if he ran it or threw it, whatever. And Saban Saban messed up the quote, but he, he figured it out. But he was like, "When you got a guy that's throwing a." Nat off of Cal's ass. That's one of the more impressive things I've ever seen in college football. He said, yeah. I think he actually said a Nat's ass off mosquito. He finally <laughs> caught himself and got it right. But uh, when oh Nick Saban God. says you're the most impressive thing he's ever seen, you're doing something right, KJ Jefferson. Um, with that being said, Alabama still won again. Yeah. So, and they're, they're, again, so yeah. they're sneaking into the top 10 again, as much as we've been down on Alabama. Um, and rightfully so, they gave us a lot of things to be panicky about um but look pulled up another win shout out to arkansas for covering helping me out a little bit um but I, I didn't see a lot of highlights of that one clint did you catch any highlights or any uh anything about that no this was this obviously i missed everything so highlights wise no this one one of the games i i uh i was able to get to uh kind of what we expected though like you were saying like this is probably gonna be a closer game than most people think and it turned out to be that way now late scores by Arkansas in the fourth quarter or whatever, but um, also with Nick Saban, dude, that guy's old as shit with these things. <laughs> but uh, also to say that KJ Jefferson is like the craziest thing you ever seen. He's seen a lot of insane players, so he's the king of coach speak. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, yeah, six and one with uh, and the one loss is a non-conference loss, like yeah, to a top ten team. Here we go, yeah. Back yep, at it. They, they still got to play LSU. Yep. They'll beat Jordan SEC. They'll be in the playoffs. Yep. They got LS, They got Tennessee next, then LSU, then Kentucky, Chattanooga, and then Auburn. Um, so, I actually, yep, dude, they, they, I, they might catch an L between LSU. I mean, it's and possible. One of the other games, but we, it's been possible for most of the year. They just they just won't do it. Yeah. They just won't freaking I'm, lose in the conference. I know we haven't got to it yet, but I would I would if this a few weeks ago I'd say watch out for Kentucky, but the way. You guys have finally sold me that De- Devin Leary's playing like trash, so I don't think mm. he's got a chance anymore. But, but that's a, that's another game we'll get to. But Jacob, I'll, I'll uh, get your take on this game. Yeah, I mean, I'd be very interested to go back in and see some of the highlights because Jalen Milrow only completed 10 passes for 238 yards. That that means his average was 23.8. That's not Jalen Milrow-like, I would say, maybe. Right. Especially having 11 rushes for 19, negative 19 yards. Obviously, sack yardage is in that, but like that feels like the opposite of what I've seen so far. Uh, he's normally running the ball and completing short short passes and stuff. I know he completed that one. You know, he he can throw some bombs down the field like he did against Texas once or twice. But um, that I'd like to see the stats about that because that was kind of interesting. But yeah, just Bama winning by three is just like another like damn. Here we are again. Bama's gonna end up being like a one or two loss team. It's gonna be maybe a hard case for them to make the playoff unless they crush Georgia kind of deal or whoever they play more than likely will be Georgia but they didn't move they're still in the new AP top 25 they're still 11th 
Um, they've got a quite quite the hill to jump. I feel like to get there. Um, now if there's a team that can do it, it is Bama, but they need to start look looking much more impressive because Arkansas is now two and five. I know KJ Jefferson and stuff, but like they didn't look that impressive. I know they were up twenty one to six for a majority of the game, and then you know Arkansas kind of came back, but they got to be a little bit more impressive. Not to impress me, but to impress the committee if they're going to try to make it that far. So we'll see how their schedule how it works out for them. That's what we need, man. I need this committee ranking. I need some clarity as to how everybody. When does else that come is out? This is coming up in week eight. I think it's week eight, isn't it? Is it's it's seven weeks? or eight, man? It's so we're on, we're finishing up week seven now, right? So I, dude, I want to say it might be maybe after next week. Yeah, it's got to be soon. I would think. Always come out on um, a Tuesday. This Tuesday? No, they always come out on a Tuesday. Oh, oh I'm about to say, hell yeah! I, I got a hypothetical for you. October thirty first. Sorry. Damn there Tuesday. You that's when they come out. Uh, okay. Alabama wins out and beats Georgia in the conference championship. Okay. So they're, what is that? 12 and one. Yeah. And a conference championship or a champion. Then yep. you have Washington who goes 12 and oh, regular season loses to Oregon by one score in the conference championship. Only one could get in the playoff. Who are you picking? Dude, honestly, this year, me, I, I, I was telling JC on the way, like, riding in the truck after the game, I was like, dude, this is the year to have eight teams because I would honestly take two out of the Big Ten and then two out of, um, you know, the Pac-12 probably. Mm. And then you have Georgia. Like, I wouldn't probably take Bama over those other four teams because Georgia's been one all year. Bama's sitting back at 11, even if they made it. Like, even if they went out, dude, like, I'm trying, trying to think about it. Like, they probably would get maximum, like, up to eight, probably. And then, like, they'd have to dominate Georgia to have, like, to jump that far. You know what I'm saying? To, to eclipse over those teams to get in that fourth spot to sneak into the playoffs. So, I would personally take, like, a, another Pac-12 team or another Big Ten team. Because they have <laughs> I think impressive. I think what's bad for them is the fact that LSU losing to Ole Miss dropped LSU back so far. So, if they beat mm. Like the only ranked opponents are gonna, I guess Tennessee is gonna be ranked top twenty five because they're rolling, but it'll be like a top. You know, Tennessee's like what nineteenth right now. LSU's around this, like hovering around the same. Yeah, and if if Washington ends up losing to Oregon at that time, which would be a top ten Oregon team, it must be probably twelve I, I, one. I would still lean. And you're saying they they're not winning the conference championship? Or no, they, they lose conference championship. Yeah, I, I would I would lean Washington. I would I would think just based on rankings, I think Washington will be will be already ahead of them rankings wise since they are now and the rest mm. of their schedule because Washington has to play USC and right? same with Even the Big USC's Ten drop too. Mm. I mean, if you yeah, have a twelve I mean, and one thing, Oregon and twelve and one Washington, then you have Ohio State, Michigan undefeated. If they're both undefeated going and into Penn that State, game, they would have a big win over Penn State, both of them. So they'd be both be undefeated, and then you'd have like okay, well they're going to play that game and probably turn right around and play again in the. Uh, in the Big Ten championships, like I would take both, I'd take four of the both. Of those I know teams. this. This was like an issue, like I think last year, if not the year before. But this might be the. I'm sure it gets said every year, but this might be the year with the most teams fighting. If it's like that between Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, the Pac-12 in their last season decides to play good. Oklahoma, now you got Notre, FSU, dude, right, wild. And mm-hmm. if Notre Dame wins out, they're going to be in that conversation too. Right now, I mean, Texas. Now they have two. They they have Notre two Dame's losses. Out. I'll tell you now, Notre Dame's out. Well, right with two losses, yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, but agree, then, yeah, you're right. Texas, yeah. Oklahoma, like they're all gonna be. I think I will say, I think based on strength of schedule, if Florida State falls, 
I, ACC might be odd man out based on, I say that now, but you still got North Carolina. They're Ooh. tenth in the nation. They're six and zero. Oh. Yeah, man, that's gonna be tough, dude. I need these. I need to play off committee rankings to come out because <laughs> North Carolina doesn't play Florida State. They they play Clemson. That's right. So that's right. so they so would play them in the ACC championship. What we usually happens though, because this we've kind of had. Now I do agree. This is probably the most like the season with the most parity across the the whole nation, uh, as far as you know, talking about conference championship. However, we've kind of had these conversations before in years past with this playoff format. It it almost sorts itself every year. Teams start slipping. They 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 lose to teams they shouldn't, and they already had that one loss, and then something else happens, like conference championship loss, something like that. So it, most of it usually works out to where we won't right. have ten teams like we do right now that are like in the hunt. Um, but I do agree, dude. This is these this next you know four weeks are going to be just falling to watch. But I'm yeah, ready. but speaking of but parody, this might be the the first year in a long time where you give me ten teams and I could say. Every one of those teams could win the national championship. Yeah, nope. Just based on how they. So I don't know if that's like transfer portal, given you know making making a little more parity across the the, the nation or what it is. But yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think you're right, Glenn. Though it, it'll there'll be a controversy. It'll be it'll be slimmed down some though. Yeah, some things will work themselves out. We'll get a couple teams now. Whoever's sitting at number five, you know, might be feeling some type of way, but. Oh, guarantee there's gonna be life. some bud hurt fans. Probably at five, life. six, seven. Life. Feels like yeah. it was like last year with Alabama, right? Yeah, Alabama was left out, and then all the pundits and networks kept saying how Alabama would be fl- favored versus all of these teams. And Nick Saban's like, "Well, if we're favored, why are we not in the playoff? Like, yeah. It's gonna be one of those, yeah, yeah. things." So we'll see. All right. Well, I know we touched on UNC. Uh, let's move on to them taking on Miami. Um, they end up winning forty-one thirty-one. Um, I, I don't. I'm not going to take your deep dive of stats, Jacob, but I'm just going to quick rundown. I'll take North Carolina running back. (laughs) Amarion Hampton ran for 197 yards, 8.2 yard average. Absolutely insane. And then uh, Tez Walker's like, eh, F you, uh, NCAA. I'm going to catch three tuds today and beat up on Miami. So, look, Drake May went off, you know, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, Less than 300 yards, though. I, look, Tyler Van Dyke had a good game, too. Look at his stat line. Threw for almost 400 yards, four touchdowns, threw a couple picks. Um, definitely not a knock on Miami for them keeping up with this UNC team. I didn't think their offense could be able to keep up. I thought their defense would maybe hold UNC um, to some, some maybe not 40 points. So, obviously not a game we're able to watch. But I wonder how much this is, you know, Tez Walker, you know, making a big difference, them having a, a go-to guy now on the outside, even though it's only his second game in. Yeah, dude, Tez Walker made a statement, which I think every college football fan in the world can be like, hell yes, fuck you, NCAA. Y'all, y'all can't get anything right, so the moment I come back, here I am. Um, but this game was really not as close as the, the final score predicts or, or says, because North Carolina was up 35-17 at one point. I understand Miami, like Tyler Van Dyke's stat line looked really good. Um, but that was because he was forced to throw the ball the whole damn game. Um, North Carolina pretty much dominated this game. Um, and that's with 14 penalties they have for 147 yards. Yeah. So, and wow. yeah, but North Carolina won the turnover battle by four. So Miami's just, once again, they're trying to be a good team and they keep shooting themselves in the foot uh, with, with my, uh, minus four turnovers in this game. So, just like they did against Georgia Tech, man, they keep shooting themselves in the foot. So they just they want to be great, but they can't. 
Um, I don't mean to dunk on Miami, but North Carolina is a, a damn good team. And this is getting scary now. They're 6-0. and uh, Freaking yeah. Drake May is kind of rounding into form, playing every single Saturday, like a, a Heisman level. Um, they, they had crazy good running backs there with Mario Hampton. Now you got Tez Walker back. Like, shit. <laughs> That this yeah. may be like a, we we were just talking about the Pac-12. You could have two really good teams at the end and the Big Ten. I mean, you could have a North Carolina and a Florida State both be undefeated at the end of the year playing in the ACC championship. So mm. I'll tell you what, though, whoever yeah, gets good. this this national championship is going to be a shootout, dude. It seems like all these teams yeah. are offense. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. North yep. Carolina though, they they did fumble three times. They they recovered two of them though. Yeah. So maybe could have went a different way. Um, at one point, Drake May had a fumble that they that Miami picked up, but um, they cleaned that stuff up, man. Uh, yeah, they're, they're getting dangerous again. I know we kind of like slept on them after slowing down, but yeah, they're undefeated. Drake May is now playing back to what Drake May was supposed to be early on in the year. Be a scary team, man. Mm-hmm. And their schedule for the rest of the year doesn't look all that difficult either. I mean, it, there's there's a couple, but they got Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell. That's all three easy wins. Uh, they have Duke, and then Clemson, and then NC State. They're they're going to be NC State, um, yeah. So that Duke Clemson matchup or uh, games are going to be pretty much it for UNC. That, that's that's the only really two places I can see him slip them up. We, slip get, them up. we get Leonard back by then. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we said that weeks ago that North Carolina Duke game is going to be a hell of a game. Um, and I, I hope not, it will. Not be. basketball, by the way. Not basketball. Yeah, exactly. That's going to be a hell of a game, which is awesome to say. Um, mm. that's going to be fun. And then I've, I've obviously got tickets to the Clemson, North Carolina game, which is turning into an even better game the, as the weeks go by. So, um, uh, I'm looking forward to that one. Carolina will, will beat Kentucky that night. Me and Clint will be at the game. Hell yeah. That they'll get a win that night. Cause Devin, sure, cause Devin Leary great. can't do shit. If y'all exactly. let Devin Leary throw for 300 yards on y'all, I, I quit on your defense. I'm moving to Wyoming. I'm taking that dude's jersey and be Wyoming. <laughs> You might as well quit now because everybody's throwing 300 plus against us. Nope, nope, I'm not, dude. I've been doing this since whenever my brain was like, "Hey, I understand what football is." This is this is me to the end. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I will suffer. Uh, hey, Clint, what happened? To, what happened to your boys, man? Louisville. What dude. happened, man? Come I don't know, on. man. I don't know if I call my boys because I talk smack about them in the beginning of the year. Not really smack, but it was like saying they're. I know, but like you, you know, yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't know. I could tell you, didn't watch the game, but uh, wow, right? Like, how does especially after you see how Notre Dame just whooped up on USC? Like, I, right? Dude, college football, man, it's wild. I'm I'm looking at the stuff now. Uh, Pitt is not a team I would have thought would have gotten Louisville. This is honestly right, kind of right, surprising. Right. Uh, not this year, anyway. Uh, props to them, man. Conference, conference football could do funny things sometimes. Um, I'm trying to look to see now because we talked about Louisville's schedule. So they have it's gotten tougher as the years gone on. Yeah, they got Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, Kentucky. Yeah, that that's a pit. It's not the one you were supposed to lose there, so. Bunch of dummies. How you do that? <laughs> I did. Yeah. The, the thing the first... is, man, they're, they're still going to be tough. You know, I feel like a tough team whenever they, yeah. they still got a, they got a lot of conference opponents left. Yeah, they do. The, the, the difference here was the, like, the number of first downs, I think. Um, like, Louisville still played good. Like, Jack Plummer had a decent day, um, with yardage and stuff, but he had, uh, 
they had three turnovers where Pitt had none. I mean, it, that's what I was about to say. I'm I'm looking at the stats here. Yeah. Pitt only had 200 even yards passing and then 88 yards rushing. How did they score 38 points? That's wild. It uh, must have been turnovers, quick man. turnovers, yeah. short fields. Yep. That's what it was. So they pretty uh, much now gave. I'm with you. Pitt used yeah. to be good. Like last year, they mm-hmm. they always had a really good defensive line. So I think maybe they're finally kind of coming around into form. Um, and this is also a game I, I believe, and I should have said it when we pre-gamed. Um, Phil Dracovic was benched. I think he was either benched or he's hurt and he missed this game. So they had a whole different quarterback. Um, this guy was more of a game manager, I believe. Christian Velux. I don't know how to say his last name correctly, like a lot of people, but um. 200 yards, two touchdowns. He just didn't make any mistakes. And I think that's what Pitt needed. Um, they were just turning the ball over a lot. So that that made a big difference. But um, Louisville, I think this was kind of like a – it was definitely a, let, a letdown game, obviously. But it was kind of a look-ahead game, I believe, is why they let down. They just beat Notre Dame coming off a huge high. And then they had this game. Then they had a bye week. And then they had Duke. And they were probably looking forward to Duke. But at Pitt, mm. it's never an easy place to go and, and win. Clemson knows that. Um, still freaking hate what's his name, the quarterback. Yeah, they had, I was about to say they had Kenny Pickett though, a little bit different pit team. Back well, no, then. but even before Kenny Pickett, it was a Trevor Simeon or some shit like that, where they they came oh, to yeah. Clemson and beat us. And yeah, God damn it! But my um, bad, you're right, it's Simeon. Yeah, yeah, brought. I can't but saying that even like he's a terrible quarterback in the NFL. Anyway, but they were looking forward to that uh, Duke game, I believe. So it's kind of like a look ahead game, and they just kind of they just kind of shit the bed a little bit. So. Oh, Still so six and one. Did. Louisville fans are probably super happy, but they were expecting more with the way the season was looking and the schedule. But like I said, the schedule's getting a little bit tougher. Um, but yeah, they they still have a ways to go. This will talk uh, about where these these teams are going to start sorting themselves out because games like this, yeah, are gonna happen. Uh, yeah, just yep. just like this. Uh, Pitt did have an eighty-six yard pick six in the second half. That that definitely helped. Real quick, yep. looking at the box score, Pitt might have the all name team. Um, listen. C. Bo Flemister, his C. <laughs> apostrophe Bo, running back. He only had 13 carries, 27 yards, two tuds. The receivers, Bub Means, Bub <laughs> Means, four catches, 71 yards, a tud. Keontae Mumpfield, yeah, he had three catches and a tud. And then Gavin Bartholomew, Dude, yeah, he had two catches and 33 yards. I said then, something uh, about Bar- Bartholomew last pod. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> and then they got a guy named uh, Bangali Kamara. Uh, he plays defense. He had a few tackles as well. Um, and then uh, <laughs> I just saw this one. Another guy, he had a tackle. Cruz Brookins. He had a tackle as well. So shout out Pittsburgh. And, uh, <laughs> oh, and man. Uh, it sounds all, like the uh, name. Their punter's also last name is Junko. So he had seven punts. You, you know what it sounds team? like? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. This. No, 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 stop. Not, not, not the Key and Peel skit? No, 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 no. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about, no. But it sounds like uh, like a the, the game The Sims, if it had like the, the, the auto <laughs> yeah, name yeah, generator. Yeah, yeah. It's just like <laughs> almost English names, but not quite. Like there's something just a little off. That's, that's oh. pretty funny. I only honestly had three to give you, and I just kept scrolling. <laughs> I just kept seeing more <laughs> real time. Bam, Brima. Dude, there's, they're all over the place. I mean, Sibo is a fantastic name. Yes, it is. Man. And it's just literally C apostrophe B-O. Good eyes, Shout man. Out. I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. Dude, <laughs> you're welcome, man. I'm looking for all the pauses I can get in my entire life right now. Yeah. That is one of them. Oh, man. Okay, moving on. DJ 
Ukulele. I used to call him DJ Ukulele because I didn't know how to pronounce it. But he's earned a little more respect. Oregon State beats up on UCLA 36 to 24. Look, experienced quarterback gets the job done. True freshman Dante Moore um, didn't quite have it. Um, Jacob, you uh, catching that game of the highlights? I think that was a, what, a 7 o'clock kickoff? I can't remember when that one started. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Boring it. game. Yep. Yeah. Boring game. Just <laughs> no, straight, I didn't. Just straight uh, yawned. Yeah. I don't think there was a whole lot here other than, I mean, this was a ranked matchup, but um, UCLA, they need another year with Dante Moore. He's, he's a talented kid, uh, but throwing three picks just ain't going to cut it. That's why they obviously lost this game. Um, Oregon State, six and one. I, that's genuinely a surprise. And we keep talking about it every week and how they were really good last year and stuff. But even DJ on a day like today, he wasn't super impressive, um, but he was a good game manager. Just kind of get through to the next week. Um, I actually think next week is going to be, or on the 28th, all these buys mm-hmm. are coming into play. Um, actually going to be a really tough game for him. Um, Arizona. Clint, you probably yep. see what I'm talking about. Mm. That's at Arizona. That's like uh, oh, we just yeah. got through with uh, Louisville, like a sneaky one, because they got at Colorado the next week. So they're probably yeah. maybe even looking a little bit further ahead. Um, so this this is going to be interesting to see how they finish the year. I think they'll probably get to three losses, because especially with Washington and, and Oregon, the last two games of the year. Mm. Um, but uh, th- this is going to be interesting to see how they finish this year. I uh, dude, I. It's like one of those teams where, like, if the schedule was just a little bit nicer to them, you'd be like, uh-oh, like, we might have another contender for, for the playoff talks. Yeah. Uh, no, I just don't see, like you said, there's probably two more losses on this schedule. Got to play Arizona, who's playing, like, great football right now. After this week, they or, you know, the 28th, they may be ranked. Um, and then they got Washington and Oregon to finish out the year. That's That's tough, but hey. I mean, we talked about teams sorting themselves out. They they might play a part in this and and catch one of these guys slipping. So it's gonna be fun to watch. Oh man! Hey, something that uh me and uh me and Jacob checked on. Cam Rising still not playing for Utah, and uh, I don't know if Nate mm-hmm. Johnson's hurt or he just they just went with Bryson Barnes, who he got every snap except for one. Um, but Utah beats Cal thirty four fourteen. Cal, you know, not not a, not a terrible team. Um. Had some some games early in the year. Kept up with Oregon State. Um, only lost to Auburn by four. Start the year, so not a terrible team. But Utah pulling out a big dub. I don't know if Cam Rising is coming back at all this year. The way it's going, I haven't heard a lot of news. But they keep on winning. So whatever they're doing, dude. At working. this point, I'm just I want them. I hope Cam Rising doesn't play the entire year. Meanwhile, every single game, it was game time decision if he was going to play. That's kind of <laughs> how I feel coach, like it is. Going, yeah. And then coach comes out after last game and says, like, yeah, it was a seizing in- ending injury. He was never going to play. Uh, we just we just said game time every out, freaking though. week. Yeah, yeah that's part, that's part of the deal. It's like, hey, Cam, you're going to dress out. Uh, hide your scars from your surgeries and all that. Um, your game time bro, decision. I'd okay. be like, nah, bro. I'm in a hoodie and sweatpants, bro. I'm trying yeah. to watch this game. Like, well, I will say, like for the listeners, he did tear his ACL late last year, right in season. Mm. Well, I don't know. Right. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I think exactly it was mid late season last yeah. year. Um, so <laughs> I think honestly, as a fan, like just fans of football, we see so many guys come back. Like we see Aaron Rodgers just tore his Achilles like 30 days ago, and he's already out throwing the ball around. Like we see these guys go through these terrible injuries. 
where if it if it happened to us, especially at our age, we'd be like, oh, hell no. I ain't even going to work like for a month. Like I'm just sitting on the couch, icing my shit. Like these, like I, I truly think we're putting a little bit too much pressure on Cam Rising to come back. And I think Utah is kind of, hey, we're, he, we're trying to get him back, but like we just can't. Like we're not going to try to rush this kid um, and, and ruin his, his life, his, his, you know, football career by rushing him back because I, I think he, it was so late in the year last year. Like we just, we're so used to guys coming back within like a year. Uh, no no more than a year from acls mm. where back in the day when we were young dude it was like that was like a year and a half almost two year injury and the science has just progressed so where it's like you can come back so much quicker so i guess we need to take a break on horizon but utah definitely needs them but obviously not for cal i mean i'm not pressuring them to come back listen come back when yeah, you're healthy yeah. i just yeah. think it's hilarious since because then they play week zero too the florida was that yeah. a week zero game? <laughs> almost yeah, so since week zero like it's been it's game been like, time ah, decisions. Iffy. Yeah. Now we're through more than half the year and it's the same thing. It's just hilarious to me. It's not, I hope it continues in that every single team is worried about Cam Rising playing when he was never going to play anyway. He'll play in the ball game. It'll, it'll be game time. Game time decisions. Game time after yeah. the whole season and a month before the bowl game. Nah. And watch him, watch him play and throw like six tuds and just, oh my God, that'd be so funny. God, that would be hilarious. Uh, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, uh, that are hurt. Duke took on NC State. This one surprised me. No Riley Leonard. NC State played Notre Dame tough. Um, you know, one of the best linebacker quarters in the nation we talked about previously. Duke still went 24-3, dominant on defense. Again, no Riley Leonard. This surprised me a lot. Shout out to Duke, man. Look, proving that like we're not just a one-man show. Like We got a solid group of guys, especially on the defensive side, a lot of transfer portals, Dabo Sweeney, that are getting things done. They're trying to make a run at the ACC. Um, so, yeah, like like Jacob touched on earlier, it's just it makes me more excited for when Duke plays UNC, and for the first time ever, we're not talking about basketball. So, uh, yeah, man, exciting game. I don't, I mean, Jacob, and not this is not a joke. Does this make you feel better in a lot of ways losing the Duke so early, seeing what they're doing the rest of the year, even without a Riley Leonard? Like that, look, this is actually a good team filled with good players, right? There's not just a, the Duke of old. Yeah, not even just for me, but for the country. Um, the more the weeks go by that they do this, it's like letting the country know, hey, and maybe even the committee, we have no chance of making the playoffs, so don't even go there. But just like, hey, for Duke's sake, we are a really good team. And what we did right. to Clemson wasn't just like a one-all thing. Clemson's got its own issues, and you know we could have won that game, but we mm. fucking blew ourselves over with that. But um, Duke is for real. It's not just Riley Leonard, which he's a, a talent, as y'all have seen, but like that defensive line that completely destroyed us, like, they can do it to a lot of teams. Now, NC State still got a – this is like – I think that was MJ Morris's second start. They they moved on from Armstrong because uh, they got tired of that experience, which, you know, right. is, it's an up-and-down experience. But um, MJ Morris, like, he lit it up through four touchdowns last game um, against Marshall. Yeah, Marshall. But, um, yeah, this was his first true test, and he looked like a, a new – like, hadn't seen the field kind of quarterback. So, I don't want to call him a freshman. I'm not sure if he is or not. but. Um, but yeah, Duke's Duke's looking good. What did you, Clint? What do you think about the Duke team winning without uh without Riley Leonard? Not not only did they win without Riley Leonard, they won with four completed passes the whole game. Four. That's crazy. You're a little is, Iowa. Is not that. we're not talking about Iowa. I know, right? Insane. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to overreact to this. Uh, as far as saying Duke is actually like still really good, I do think that they need. Riley Leonard, NC State's they're they're just an okay team. I, I really don't know how you 
four completed passes. That's interesting. But uh, and less than I mean, 194 rushing yards. Obviously, they relied on that this game. But yeah, uh, listen, just buy your time. You, you want a game without your quarterback and uh, let him get healed up. Hopefully, he's back next week. I think they play. You said was it Florida State? They play next week. Talking about NC State or Duke? no, 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 Duke. Um. Yep, Dude, Florida State. Next shows week. how good my memory is. Yep. So you're going to need him that game. You're not going to be able to complete four passes with your backup quarterback and beat uh, FSU. I'll tell you that right now. So, um, but look, they what they won. That's that's more than most teams can say up to this point. So good on them. Yep. Yeah, no doubt. Look, I I, I don't have a lot of stats to go off of. I think this next team we're talking about has got to be the best three loss team in the country. Should be should only have two losses. Should be ranked in the top twenty-five. Arizona taking on Washington State at Washington State. Cam Ward, people talking about top ten Heisman possibly. Arizona goes into Wazoo and absolutely dominates forty-four to six. They hold them to two hundred thirty yards of offense. Um, Noah uh, Fafita, however you say his name, thirty-four forty-three. No touchdowns, but throws for three hundred forty yards. They get it done on the ground. Look, Arizona, man. I mean, that's that's an impressive win. Again, going back to last week, I, I believe should have uh, beat USC if anybody other than their offensive coordinator makes a call. If anyone's played an ounce of football for this going burn you for the minute rest of your life, <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, you know, again, a team that's never went under center since 2012 goes under center and runs a sweep toss that they've never practiced apparently um, to lose the USC. So I am I am still butthurt about that, obviously. Um, but yeah, Washington State was kind of making some noise a little bit. People were talking about Cam Ward, um, and the way he was playing. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they came in and dominated. So, look, shout out to Arizona. They're going to be a problem for the rest of the Pac-12. And obviously, like I said, they already have three losses, so they're not going to do anything the rest of the year but play spoiler. And they're on their way yeah. to doing it well. Um, so, Clint, do you have do you have the rest of their schedule? Um, Arizona, that is. Glad Let's you absolutely just clicked it. Arizona's next uh, game is Oregon State. And then UCLA, Colorado, Utah, Arizona State. Um, so they they made out without Washington and Oregon. No, no, yep. they've already played. They, oh, they played Washington. They don't, that's this what I was year. Say. My bad. They don't play Oregon, but they okay. They played Washington. Right. Yes, right. yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, if they beat Which Oregon State game. next week. Like they're going to be ranked because they're three losses. I know they have three losses, but shit, one touchdown to uh, at Mississippi at Mississippi State, and they lost to Washington by one score. Um, and, and they, they lost Utah. to. USC by two, so like two shit. points. Yeah, tell you what, man. Yeah, dude, they they got a team, man. Um, like, and they get the they radar. get they get Oregon State and UCLA at home and Utah. Wow, wow, that's yeah. impressive, dude. Yep. Yeah, I'm I might just be cheering for Arizona just for the dude, chaos. Can we all okay? We we kind of just bandwagon on Pitt just because of names. Before is football, like we all, but can we bandwagon on Arizona? They're not going to make any. Like I said, they're just going to play spoiler. But like we're all. Arizona Wildcat fans right now, right? Oh, dude, I'm sure. I am a fan. Why not? All I, over. They have, yeah. I don't like their offensive coordinator, whoever's calling plays, but I have a vendetta against a lot of offensive coordinators in the country. <laughs> um, For, wait, wait, you say you don't like Arizona's offensive coordinator? Washington State is the one you don't no, like. I'm talking, no, I'm talking about Arizona because they would have beat USC. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I mean, they scored well, 41. Yeah, but you, if you watch the game, the wide receiver made dominated USC's in overtime caught two touchdown passes, a two-point conversion, and you have a chance to tie the game, and you don't throw it to the receiver. You don't even go shotgun. You go under center and run a sweet yeah. toss. 
And that honestly who, is honestly what are like you doing? a freak up with the rules because I, I don't know if I agree with having to go just for two point conversions. At well, that well point. look, that's just the rules then. You can still go five wide. No, and I agree. Throw a slant right to that guy who's been mossing everybody. Yeah, so I don't know that guy's name, but I'm going to know it. So right now it's Bobo number one, Satterfield number two, and Arizona's offensive coordinator. They're on my shit list for people that's I don't tough. like. One game and you're like, gone, you're done. <laughs> That's they're putting yeah, up so many more takes. yards and points than the other two yeah. have ever put up in their life. I know that's why he's at number three. He's not number one. He's number three. Listen, they it's distribute the list. They distribute the ball well too on offense. Uh, I think was it one, two, three. Four, so five, is Bobo six, right seven. now, but nine Carroll, nine different players caught a pass, and it was pretty evenly distributed too. Uh, one player had four receptions, 98 yards. Another player had seven receptions, 68 yards. Another player had four receptions, 48 yards. Another player had five receptions. They're, like, they, they get the ball everywhere, wherever they want it. That's they're, that, that's a fun team to watch right now. Yeah, I'm a fan. Oh, yeah. All about it. Add, it. add it to the list. His name's Brennan Carroll, offensive coordinator. I don't like him. I don't like him. Can yeah. Pete Carroll? I don't like him. Well, no. yeah, probably with play calling. If you hand off the Marshall and Lloyd. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been years. It's still too soon. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're a Seahawks fan, probably. Yeah. Oh, dude, that man. is Pete oh. Carroll's son. No Stop. way. Fuck my tits, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> man, we'll just, His nickname uh, is BC. That's crazy. Well, he, he ain't a good OC. Yo. So call him something else. There you go. Should he Dude, play call man up you could line this man up to Pete Carroll and I would say this is he's from a different country. He does <laughs> not look like Pete Carroll. <laughs> yeah, send that in the group, please. I need to It's see his it. son. How old is he? Uh he was born in nineteen seventy nine, so do that math. A dog. How old is hold on, something's not Pete Carroll's like here. seventy. So this guy's like forty four. Pete Carroll's seventy? At least. Yo, no, no, he's like eighty, I think. He's not eighty. He's in the seventies. Let me hold on. Pete Carroll, born in 51. So he's 72. Why doesn't why does oh Wiki just God, give me the dude, damn I didn't age? that old. Yeah, I knew he was up there. Damn, that adds up. All right. Maybe I'm getting old. I'm just like in denial. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I hope at 70. I'm doing dude, that. I love that we learned something like this today. Pete Carroll's son is the one that's about to get ranked with freaking Arizona. Holy shit. <laughs> I love college football, guys. Oh man, yeah. Speaking of loving college football and on all the the sense that it makes, the uh, AP poll is stupid because we have two 19th ranked teams because they're idiots. Um, so th- the second ranked 19th team or the first ranked, depending on how you look at it. Um, Tennessee. Let's go second ranked based on alphabetical order. Tennessee takes on A and M. Um, they won 20 to 13. Ever since that loss to uh, Florida, man, they've been rolling. That's that's their only loss in the season. Staying ranked in the top twenty-five, get a win over a tough A&M team. I don't know how much longer Jimbo Fisher is going to be a coach at A&M. We'll see. Um, they took a punt back actually to uh to take that go-ahead touchdown versus A&M. So pretty pretty low-scoring game, but shout to Tennessee get another dub. Yep, I got a few stats for you. Um, All ears. This is the first game under Josh Heupel for Tennessee that they have scored less than thirty. And still won the game. Wow. So that's kind of crazy. Um, th- this Tennessee team, like they're they're pretty good. Like when they have a deficiency, obviously Joe Milton can't throw the ball down the field, only hundred yards. Um, Unless you're playing South Carolina, <laughs> exactly. Um, 
they they complement each other like pretty well as far as like the defense when Joe Milton's not you know clicking like the defense kind of steps up or special teams kind of steps up um because like we talked about this AM team is still decent yet they're st- still still so, still sitting here at four and three and I think it's it's honestly time we were talking about it last week it's kind of getting time to really evaluate Jimbo Fisher there um at AM. Um I think it's by out seventy five million dollars, but shit they they could probably do that. And I bet they, they will boosters because he's never won more he's never won ten games in the in the six this is sixth year there. So they got something to look there. But um kind of leading this Tennessee defense actually stood him up pretty well because Max Johnson was pressured on sixty four percent of his dropbacks. Uh eleven quarterback hits on him. So that's kind of crazy. Um, still, Joe Milton and, and the offense didn't take off in this game, of course, but they ran for 232 yards um, while their defense held AM and to 54. So defense really stood up and uh, stood tall here, and that's why they won this game. Now, next week, kind of previewing Wednesday a little bit, Tennessee is at Bama. If this defense can play like this at Bama, um, and Milton can do anything more than what he did in this game. I, I honestly may call that. I know the spread opened up at nine. I may even call that a straight up win for Tennessee. I'm hoping to God because freak Bama, but that's something to look forward to for for Wednesday. Oh man, I just I just <laughs> love your choice of words. We went from f your titties to freak bama like that <laughs> to want to cross Sorry, the line yeah. there oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Of the gamut yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> listen hey yo let a&m lose the rest of the season let's let's snack some players out the portal i mean you know, yeah, yeah, one way back, to look at it back, jacob you don't need back. to worry about this this is uh about say, portal stuff this no. south, <laughs> you guys want to come to beautiful <laughs> south carolina you could take a don't break for a while update. you just told me like, all right this is the adult table son yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, dude. Uh, to A and M, buddy. Who who do they still have playing out the us? rest of the year? They got us. Well, that's you know, there's another dub for A and M. Whoa, uh, hold on. is that in? Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Is that in Tuckerland? No, it's mm-hmm. at at A and M. Yeah, it's at A and That's I think that's Halloween weekend. This was A uh, and M's eighth consecutive loss on the road, too. By the way, Cow. so well, not good. Yeah, I mean, twelfth man, tough place to play. Yeah, they have us, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Abilene Christian, and then LSU. So, oh yeah, dude, they they might not be bowling either, to be honest. Well, they'll they'll beat Mississippi State. Well, uh, they probably will beat Mississippi State. Three of those LSU, games for Ole Miss, LSU, Ole Miss, lost, lost. Yeah, but Mississippi State and then Abilene Christian, those are probably wins. How many wins they got right now? Four, four. Mm-hmm. So they're probably bowling. I'd I'd say they're probably gonna be seven and five. They may win three of those games because they got three home they're not games. Gonna, they're not going to beat Carolina. We'll see. <laughs> Neither was Florida. Yeah, we will, we will see. Uh, I know. I was there. Don't remind <laughs> me. Don't remind me. Oh, God. Well, let's move on from the SEC. Um, Kansas, still without uh, Jalen Daniels. Don't have him. Oh, uh, what's the guy's I almost messed it up. I almost said Brandon Bean. Old Jason Bean started through uh through five tuds. They end up losing a uh, talk about a barmer. Uh Mike Van Gundy's team kind of started off I think they started off 0 and 2. If I'm not mistaken. No, never mind. They didn't start off 0 and 2, but they started off just getting murdered by South Alabama third game of the year. That kind of took them on a down uh downward spiral there for a minute, it seemed like. Um 
But look, shout out Oklahoma State pulling that one out at the end, one in thirty nine, thirty two over a pretty good Kansas team that's going to drop them out of the rankings. I don't know what Jalen Daniels, what his deal is. I need him to play so uh, so he would beat beat the team that I need him to mm. beat. Yeah, um, which is actually uh, they have a bye week and then that's Halloween weekend. So we'll see. Uh, you guys got anything on this game before we move on? No, I watched zero this game, so. Same. Yeah, not a whole lot. I'd just say, like, I I wish, that, like you said, Jalen Daniels would, would play. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but I do remember saying that Jason Bean is, you know, probably the best backup quarterback. I mean, besides maybe, like, Art Fanning or something like that. But we still haven't seen him uh, play. Best Jason, backup quarterback's got to be Luke Doty, dude. He's putting up stats that no other dude, backup Dude, hold on. Did, we, did, he catch a, did he catch a pass in the game? He did not catch a pass. Oh, no, the streak ends. <laughs> you, can check, you can check the box score, but almost positive. He, he played in the game. But I don't yeah, think we saw him on the field. But yeah. shit, dang. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jason right. being probably the best backup quarterback, which, I mean, you see it, 400 yards, five touchdowns. Like, that's that's an awesome stat line. So, not a whole lot other than that. All right, let's get to the best Daniels quarterback in the country, Jaden Daniels out of LSU. They just put a whooping on Auburn, 48-18. to 18. LSU is absolutely rolling, um, coming off that loss um, to Ole Miss. Uh, Man, I don't know if this one... I think this one did surprise me. I thought Auburn would keep it close, which it was close early. LSU started off slow, and then absolutely uh, ran away with it there at the end. Not surprised, man. That offense is good. Shout out to their defense for... I don't know if they've given up less than 20 points all year. So shout out to them for finally playing some defense. Jaden Daniels, 20 of 27, 325 yards. And by the way, he ran for another 93, 93 yards. Yeah. Heisman, baby. Give me yeah, about to say, good. give me y'all's top five right now, Heisman. Mm. Does that have to be in order? Or can I just give you five? No, give me the order if you. Oh, that's uh, good. Take I me think we all agree. Penix. Yep. Yeah, Penix won for all of us. Uh, I would probably put. Do you put? Do you put Jaden number two? That's that's what I was getting at. I personally think he's number two right now, and then you probably would put Bo Nix third. And this, this is kind of just where I'm thinking, and then like maybe Caleb Williams fourth. Maybe I put Caleb Dylan Gabriel. I, I put Dylan Gabriel ahead of Caleb, Caleb Williams just for this last game. Yeah, I mean that was my. Fifth I mean, okay, I, Gabriel, I mean, so. if, really, if I, that's probably a stretch. Caleb Williams probably had a better year overall, but man, that that three pick performance. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel didn't play, but that's recency bias. True. Is is Marvin Harrison getting any love or Brock Bowers? Brock Bowers getting some love. Does Brock Bowers get in, in the y'all's top five? Dude, I would put Not Brock in my man. I I think he should be. He's he should be top seven. I got I if I did a top ten, he would be in my top ten. He probably wouldn't be top five. But then like JJ McCarthy should be up there too. I would think. Yeah, maybe like tenth or something. But just as far as top five, I was just wanting to put that in perspective. Like Jalen Downs just had that kind of year um, mm-hmm. carrying this team. I, I put him probably right behind Penix. So no, no doubt. I would say. Yep. We'll see. All right, we got one more game to cover. I believe at least one more in the top twenty-five. Missouri, Kentucky. Man, Kentucky was one in this game, and I told you guys last week if this game was anywhere else, I mean, if this game was in Missouri. Um, you know, I would definitely take Missouri, but because because outside of that, being at Kentucky, thought the run game would get them going. They had a lead, and sure enough, Brady Cook played out of his mind. 
Devin Leary struggled again. You know, we've talked about it's kind of surprising for, you know, a veteran quarterback like him to, to be struggling the way he is. But look, shout out to Missouri, man. They, uh, they're steady rolling. Did, Jacob, did they get back in the top 25 with that win? Uh, they did not. I, Missouri. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're 20th. I, I thought they did. Yeah. yeah, shit. They are. They're 20th. Damn, they jumped so that they far. jumped them from unranked to 20th, huh? Yep. Wow. I mean, I th- probably should be based on how, the, how their year's going. Six and one, yeah. Yeah, good for them, man. They're doing good. Uh, man, that, this Missouri team scares me every year when we play them, Clint, you know? Mm. But normally they're not, like, looking this good. Normally it's just, like, they're one of those, we talked about solid teams, good quarterback play. But here they are, like, actually, like, putting it all together, it seems like. Which well, this will be the year so. we finally beat them. Because they actually it look good. It will be. Yeah. That, that's what's going to happen. Yep. That, that's what I'm going to tell myself. Yeah. Uh, which, that game's next week, actually. Yep, yep yeah. Um, 3.30. <laughs> At Missouri, three thirty. Yep. Missouri six and a half point favorites. So we'll give a little preview to our. That's kind of surprising, honestly. I guess. Well, well no, your offense is good enough for that. Two and four, six. And four. Oh, you thought it'd be more? Yeah, uh, honestly, the way it was going, but your offense is better than than that. I, and I guess that's just them saying that. I guess they're three points better than y'all because you get the three points for being home. So, I mean, maybe that's honestly a compliment to y'all in my mind. Y'all are two and four. Missouri six and one. Like. I don't want compliments, man. I want dubs. But no, I'm kidding. I do appreciate you saying that. I do. I'm with you, dude. I'm so sick of moral victories, and even those are becoming rare. Ugh. Yep. God, stupid man. Stupid. <laughs> hey, just right, this was dragging this podcast on because y'all are just so sick of it. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we need to wrap <laughs> this up, but real quick, we'll get to Iowa because we always have to talk about Iowa real quick. Um, it was like second quarter due to the Carolina game, right? And Missouri had, or Missouri, Iowa had thrown for 36 yards, right? <laughs> Game's over. In the game. We're walking back. We watched Oregon and Utah, or Washington and Oregon. I'm going to mix this all up. We get back in the truck. So we're talking like, it's like two and a half hours later, right? We're like, oh shit, man. We got to look at the box for this Iowa game. All right. They had thrown for 36 yards two hours prior. Stat line now reads 37 yards. They had completed (laughs) one more pass for one more yard. Yep. And they beat Wisconsin. And they ranked them. 15 to 6. What are we doing? And they ranked them. Who is. What Iowa farmer is. Like, got some info on the head of the AP and all the voters that. It's just because the Iowa caucus and all the political BS they got going on. That's what it is. This is a big conspiracy that we're unfolding right now. And I don't know if I can put this episode out now that I realize I'm saying all this. And if I end up dead, you guys know why. Because we uncovered the real situation happening in the country. Yeah, it, it really is a surprise for them to be ranked. <laughs> I understand they're 6-1, and one, but the, the worst one, six and one team tough in the country. game they've lost was at Penn State. They were 31-0. They scored zero points. Arizona would beat them by 30 points. Yeah, tomorrow. I would agree. Because, I mean, they've played Utah State, Iowa State, Western Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, and then now Wisconsin. I'd say that Wisconsin was probably their best win of the year by a long shot now because Wisconsin was 4-1 with the only loss being, I think it was at Washington State when Cam War was lighting it up earlier this year. Um, so this was actually kind of an impressive win, especially being at Wisconsin. Just saying as a win. Now, how well, it happened? Yeah, because especially impressive. without without their starting quarterback. I mean, not that it mattered. They didn't even need. Yeah, they still they still playing Deacon Hill. Um, but that still, like you said, didn't matter. They're they're just running the ball. This is like true 
their off who's their off their offensive coordinator is dude, like they might stuck win in. the they might win they that's might finish the year with one loss dude that's what i was just about look at to their say schedule. Bro, look at their schedule dude what? next games what? are minnesota northwestern Rutgers, illinois nebraska there's a chance boys that we have a <laughs> 11 and one thing of all time oh my god and they won't average 25 points a game 11 and one <laughs> less than 25 points a game could you imagine Iowa? They're going to keep the offensive coordinator. I don't care. They're going to like redo that contract. He Bro, got a seven well, wins. I will but... play them in a cornfield in the most home field advantage they could have, and we would win that game. Dude. <laughs> they completed six passes again. That was it. The whole game. It was two this weeks is, in a row. This is not the service academies. No. They Dude. throw more than that. Hey, Air Force is good this year. We're undefeated. Let's go. That's what I'm saying. Y'all probably throw more than six passes. Currently, they're... <laughs> Getting they're they're averaging twenty point nine points per game. There's yeah, one hundred thirty three teams eligible in the in Division One. Tell me what that they're ranks. They're hundred and they're hundred and fourteenth. Tell us <laughs> how I got that right. <laughs> I don't want to do this again. I don't want to play this game with you. It's been a while, Clint. Play. <laughs> all right, all right, g- give me give me the question again so I can think about this. <laughs> out of 133 teams, they they they're averaging 20.9 points per game. What is that rank out of 133? <laughs> While you're thinking about it, their defense is 10th in the nation, giving up 14.9. Oh. All right, yeah, I'm gonna well, say 108. I have no idea. JC, you said 114. Please tell me it's 114. They're 115. God. Damn it, bro, dude. I don't want to do this too much credit. Uh, we did this early in the year. It like got me in a shit mood. I, like I don't want to play this game. Clint, I need a little bit of happiness. At my expense, I'm unhappy too. This is not your expense. This is Iowa. We're oh, in this together for Iowa. What I forgot to share earlier about the Carolina game was that uh, Cocktober is now Cockover. Bro, I, you All know right. what's crazy? I Going looked at Jacob... It. I looked recording. at Jacob in the middle Turn of the game off. and I said, it's Cocktober. I was like, it's Cocktober yeah. back. We're nope, back. Cockover. Guess what? We're not. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs>